When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, this is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. And today's episode, we're going to call it Don't Break Even. And I got an email here from a guy who wants to be called Rotag. I have absolutely no idea what that means, but I don't use people's real identity. I use their desired name or I just give them a name, usually a Florida redneck name. But in this case, he gives me one, so I'll run with it. He writes, hi, Ryan, you can call me Rotag. I don't know. Maybe it's like an inside joke for him and I'm not on the inside, but any case. He says, I'm a first-time emailer, podcast listener since June 2020. I was recently listening to your podcast and heard you repeat your basic steps of swing trading. One, plan your trade. Two, manage the risk. Number three, profits will take care of itself. I'd always thought about writing in and asking a question, but also made a deal with myself to do this when I broke even. Little did I know that it would take two and a half years to get there. I really had no business making trades at that time, but it looked so easy. So I took half of my capital and dumped it into INO and then proceeded to lose a lot of it very quickly. I did exactly what you said not to do. I watched it drop, hoping it would come back. And then, of course, after I managed the risk, quote unquote, and got out, the stock kept going up. I paid my tuition that day for one of the many lessons I would learn in the next few years. So I understand what managing the risk meant, but I didn't really manage the risk per se. It took me a while to really grasp that concept. So... Along the way, I won a few times really big, but I also lost small, but not small enough, several times. It was a grind. There was a lack of discipline. Definitely a lot of FOMO. That's fear of missing out for those who don't know what that means. It really took me two years to find myself as a trader. And so now I am writing you as a reward to myself because I finally broke even this past week. I blew up my account and it took a long time to recover without any additional capital. I did not want to have a recurrence of that fateful trade. And I wanted to prove to myself that I could be good, disciplined, and a profitable trader. And I feel that I have become that finally. I went in with the get-rich-quick mode. In this case, I was unlucky and undisciplined. And I wanted to share this story with you and your listeners. I'm sure there are plenty out there that have done exactly what I did. There is. So I really have no question for you. I'm just happy to be out of the red. Sincerely, Rotag. I love these stories. I mean, he doesn't even have a question. But I feel like this is something worth giving an episode to. And that's exactly what I'm doing here. So. His big investment mistake was trading a stock called INO. That is an OVO 
pharmaceuticals. I've never traded it before. It's a biotech. Biotechs are very volatile. And low-dollar biotech stocks are even more troublesome to trade. So this stock, and I'm going to guess that this is probably the time frame that he was trading. It was somewhere in the first six months of 2020. No way to know that. But it went from being around like $3 in the beginning of 2020, and it shot all the way all the way up to $34. So crazy move. But what do you think it did after that? It came all the way back down, and now it's trading today at $1.28. So he talked about how he had some trouble with FOMO. Again, fear of missing out. Now, I don't know the exact parameters of his trade, but let's say he got in around $15, shoots up to $34. He thinks he's doing really well for himself, and then it proceeds to go all the way back down to sub-9. So he's lost like 40% of his trade. That's a big loss. And if he's dumping, like what he said, half of his capital into the stock, that's like over a 20% loss to your account. But it could be even worse. Maybe he even bought it closer to 20. Who knows? But then he was able to get back out on the bounce up at break even. And then after getting out at break even at $15, it proceeds to go up to like $18 or $19. So he could have had, you know, another 20% there that could have been had. But why was he not able to get that next 20% that was made? Because one, he was emotionally drained because he had just wrote a stock from 15 all the way up to 34, watches it come back down to $9. He's down 40% when at one point he was up over 100%. And then he gets back to break even. He just wants to get out. He's like, oh man, I got out finally. And sometimes people don't do that. And then they stay in it and it comes right back down and then they lose even more money. He actually did the smart thing getting out when he did, because now it's trading at $1.28. Could you imagine how much money he would have lost had he just tried to stay in there hoping to repeat that magic? And that's a thing that a lot of people want. And I think the Wall Street bets crowd was notorious for it and still are. Like you saw GameStop go up to over $400 a share at one point. And everybody's trying to repeat that magic. Sometimes the stocks don't, repeat their magic, especially when it's a one-off kind of event where the stock just goes completely parabolic, loses all sense of reasoning or rationale, and then comes back down to earth. That's a pump and dump. And then people want to get back in or they hold through it and there's like, I'll just get out when it makes that next big run again. And it never happens. And then when it, let's say if it does happen, they don't want to get out because they think it's going to go even higher Then they think it's going to go instead of $400 this time, it'll go to 800. And so they don't actually sell when they had the opportunity to be forgiven of their sins when it comes to trading and get out. And so INO, classic example, I mean, he, he kind of, you know, beats himself up for getting out at break even and then watching it go up even higher. But at that point, when you write a stock down 40 or 50%, there's a lot of emotions in it. And the very fact that you got in to a trade, didn't manage the risk and was able to still get out after being down at some point, you know, 40 or 50%, that's a huge blessing right there. You just count your lucky stars. But that need to break even is always a result of a lack of discipline. I have a friend that was shorting the market just recently, and he's just been shorting the market to no end. I mean, he's just adding another 10%, another 10% going into margin and all that with a leveraged NASDAQ ETF, inverse ETF, and losing a crap ton of money in the process. I think he was down over six digits at one point. And so it's frustrating, but what does he desire at this point to just get to break even? Not even thinking really about the profits, but about the desire to want to break even. And so when we get ourselves into these problems into these bad situations. We're not really looking at the charts. We're not studying the charts per se as much as we are thinking we'll study the chart hoping that there's something there to tell us that we'll eventually be right and get out of this horrible bind. But ultimately, we just want to get back our money. And so why do we do that? Because it's a lack of discipline. There's a huge lack of discipline there when you need to break even. As swing traders, what's the difference between a successful trader and an undisciplined swing trader is, is that they take losses regularly. Why? Because they can. You can take losses regularly. I've taken plenty of losses even this year, but they've been small losses. They've been managed losses. They've been disciplined losses. And when you're doing that, 
there's never a thought of, okay, if I get back to break even, I'll get out because the loss is so small. I don't have to even consider that because I know that, all right, this trade wasn't successful, but the next trade may be successful. I'm going to get out now, take the small loss. And, and then in my next trade, if that ends up being a winner, it's going to more than likely far outpace any loss that I took on this trade. And if you have a series of losing trades, let's say you have eight or nine losing trades, you can still make that all up with one winning trade simply because you managed the risk on all the other previous losing trades. Another thought to think about is NFL football. I've seen a lot of times, and it's not even just football, it's baseball, basketball, it's pretty much every sport, but teams will stage an incredible comeback. They'll be down like 20 points of football or 30 in, in basketball, or maybe they're down like six or seven runs in the bottom of the eighth in baseball, and they'll stage a historic comeback, and it's one for the ages, and then they get back to break even, and then they lose the game, and it's sad. You're like, man, you got all the way back up there. You fought your way all the way back up only to lose. And then, now that doesn't always happen. If you remember like Tom Brady, he was losing 28 to three to the Atlanta Falcons, ended up coming back and winning the Super Bowl. You even saw it this year. I think Minnesota Vikings were down to Indianapolis Colts by 30 plus points and they came back and won that game. But there's a lot of other ones too. They'll be down, you know, a, a good chunk of points and they'll make a comeback. They'll either take the lead by just a little bit or they will tie up the game. And then all of a sudden you'll see that pendulum swing back to the other team. And all of a sudden, they'll run away with the game and they'll win. And why is that? Because because I think sometimes we just become satisfied with breaking even. So you make your money back, you get back to break even. And I think almost psychologically, there can be this mindset in our head that tells us, all right, everything's fine again. And then you start going back to trading and you start losing all that money again. Maybe it's not with one trade this time. Maybe it's just over the course of time you lose it. But whether the person admits it or not, they were fine with just breaking even. And that's why... I call this podcast, don't break even. First of all, don't put yourself in a position to where you have to break even. You put yourself in a position where you have to break even. That's all you're going to be obsessed about. It's not going to be about making profits in the market. It's not going to be about managing the risk. It's just about breaking even. And you get into this like ride or die mindset to where it's either I lose everything or I get back to break even. And when you have that mindset, you're going to be satisfied with just breaking even. And then on the next trade, you're going to probably find yourself getting into a struggle again with the stock market. But you want to know it's not a struggle? Swing trade into stockmarket.com. This is where you can get all of my stock market research. We're talking about weekly master watch list updates, daily watch list. You're also getting updates on big tech. You're getting updates. And these are videos too, which makes it even better. Updates on overall market conditions. And you're going to get these videos multiple times each day. So it's really a really good benefit in the process. You're supporting this podcast, which I highly encourage everyone to do. And the road tags benefit. He mentioned how he got into trading because it looks so easy. And it does. I got emails from people all the time, family, people that I know don't really know, but they're always wanting to get into the stock market, especially after something really big happens. They start seeing the Wall Street bet stuff happen. It's like, man, this looks easy. I can make money just like everybody else. They want to get in. They see the dot-com bubble. Everybody became a day trader in the dot-com bubble. 2020, during the COVID shutdown, everyone was day trading. People were quitting their jobs, not going back to work because they thought that they were great traders. Now they're back at work if their job's still available to them. But that's what they do. They think that it's easy. They think it's a way out. Trading is not a way out. Trading is a grind. And one of the things that I like what he said here is he grinded his way back. He wanted to make back the money. I know I just spent a bit of time here talking about not having your focus of breaking even. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second as well. But I do like the fact that he grinded. He just didn't throw more capital into the pot and say, hey, now I'm trading with this about amount of money. Now I can pretend what happened before never happened. No, he grinded his way back and 
he started to understand that trading, it's not about hitting it big on INO or some other stock or a meme stock. It's about grinding, winning trades, losing trades, winning trades, offsetting the losing trades. And then that's where you get your profit. And when you think it's easy, we start to get the FOMO. We start to think, hey, this is my big shot. I'm going to get into the stock market. And FOMO has always existed. Fear of missing out. Man, you had it during the dot-com during the 2000. Anybody that had a, a dot-com website, think of lunacy. This sounds in hindsight. If you had a dot-com website, you were making money. Companies would announce that they have a website now. People would buy up the stock and send it to crazy heights just because they came out with a website. And then if you go back into like 2006 and 2007, what was getting everybody into trouble? House flipping. And that's same mentality is back now. And people are going to eventually get themselves into trouble with the house flipping now, except this time they're holding on to the house. They're not necessarily flipping it. They're creating Airbnbs out of it. I kid you not. I saw a person post on Instagram saying, I want to buy a $2 million ranch in Montana. Monthly mortgage, taxes, hired help, upkeep, amenities, they're all $12,000 combined. I'll arbitrage four homes on Airbnb, which will cash flow $12,000 a month. I just covered the cost of my ranch with an asset. This is how you need to think. And then you put a brain emoji and a light bulb emoji, whatever that means. Somebody responded back to him saying, all five are liabilities as they are all mortgages. And the guy responds back to him saying, I won't own the properties. I will rent and sublease. The guy doesn't even have his terminology right. So why do I bring a random post into it? It's because why is this guy doing that? He's trying to make everybody think, including himself, that this is easy. That And just like Rotag here thought trading was easy. What was the reality? It wasn't easy. Rotag lost money. And that's what a lot of people don't get. They get into these things and they get themselves into big, big problems. I'm seeing people right now getting Airbnbs, buying homes and creating Airbnbs out of them. They have no business doing it. Trading will always look easy. The scammers out there will always try to tell you that making money is easy doing what they do. And it's not. That money has to come from somewhere. Nobody's just going to give it to you. And so in trading, it's not easy because when you're buying a stock, there's somebody selling that stock to you thinking that you are wrong, that it's not going higher. Otherwise, they would still be holding on to it. So when you're buying a stock, there's somebody on the other end, whether it's an algo, whether it's a bot or whatever, selling it to you, they believe in that you're wrong. So we talked about the dot-com and the house flipping. Then you got into the FANG stocks, which is probably one of the more sane approaches to trading the market because you were talking about Apple and Amazon and Google and Netflix and Microsoft and those stocks there. Big stocks, big companies, they made incredible runs, but there was a huge FOMO about those as well to where they took up a huge, huge percentage. And they still are to this day a huge percentage of the NASDAQ 100. And then people went from Fang, they went to Bitcoin, and then they went to NFTs, and then they went to the metaverse, and then they were getting into SPACs. Remember SPACs, special purpose acquisition companies, where they were using a publicly traded company, blank check companies essentially, to acquire private companies and, and make them public. And now you got zero DTE, zero based option expiration trading. This might be the most insane thing, even more insane than NFTs that I've seen yet today, is people buying options with the understanding that they expire within hours trying to make a buck off of the market. The time decay is so extreme in it. I was watching it just yesterday. The amount, and now the options market is about 50 to 60% of zero DTE traders. And I'm not going to get into what exactly that is. It's very easy to Google, but it's highly dangerous. And people equate highly leveraged trading tactics and high risk trading tactics with easy money. And it's not, it's actually the exact opposite because it can't last. It's not sustainable. And I love Rotec's story because he had to get disciplined. And one more thing that I would tell you is that when you take a big loss, when you are undisciplined, when you find yourself losing a lot of capital, don't go at it thinking that you have to get your money back or that you have to break even. Yes, you want to make a profit and hopefully over time you can 
get back to where you were before and exceed that, but that shouldn't be the focus. Your focus now should be is where are you at now? If your account goes from $100 of total value down to $25 of total value, you lose 75%. Well, that $75 that you lost or 75%, that, that's the market's money now. That's somebody else's money. That's not yours. So you're not getting back your money. People still say it as if they still own that money. You don't. It's somebody else that's gone. And so the mindset should be is like, I got $25 here. I'm going to start managing risk. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to let the profits take care of themselves. I am going to grind it out. I'm going to be disciplined and I'm going to grow my account from where it's currently at, not to where it used to be. We can't trade like that. It'll only cause you to probably lose the rest of your money. So it's not about going from point A to point B and then back to point A. It's about going from point A to point B and realizing that point B is now your new point A. There's no getting back to point A. You're already at your point A after you take that loss. You feel me? I know that I might be splitting hairs here, but again, I'll say this so you understand it. A lot of times we start at $100 of trading. I'm just using an easy round number. We go from $100, that's your point A, down to $25. That's the new B. And we say to ourselves, I just want to get back to point A. No, you're already at the new point A. Point A is the $25 and you're going to start managing trade from there. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Thank you to Roadtag for sending me in a great email. And it took me a couple of weeks to finally get him into the show, but I'm glad we were able to do that. Keep sending me your stories. Keep sending me your questions. I like your stories. I like your questions. I like a combination of them both as well. You can send them to me. I won't use your real name, so you don't have to worry about that. But I'd also encourage you to check out swingtradingthestockmarket.com, support this podcast, and get my stock market research in at the same time. What an excellent combination. And and make sure to leave Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast a five-star review. I love those. I appreciate those. They give me a lot of encouragement, too. So as much as I want to be an encouragement to you guys and your training to help you guys along in your journey, help me along, too. Leave me a five-star review. Thank you, guys. And God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePlanner trading block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon. 